The Capo and Joe Podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Fast and reliable AC service. Welcome in, Campo and Joe. Little Facebook Live. We catch up with a lot of, uh, well, all of Duval and a lot of Jaguar fans from here, there, and everywhere. Joe C. from XL Primetime, our head coach, Dave Campo. He is a regular, a fixture on XL Primetime, along with the fifth quarter uh, and many other things. Coach, how are you, first off? I'm great. This is a victory Tuesday, you know, and and a big victory. All right, let's Uh, hit the bobblehead just to start. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We got to get that going right away. Yeah, yeah. It, it no, feels good, doesn't it? It sure does. And, uh, you know, obviously it feels good for them as well to be able to come back after the rough time against uh, Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I feel really good for them. I think they're in a good place. I think it's the first time when you look at our offense, they kind of looked like we thought they would look like mm-hmm. against a pretty darn good defense that's real high in turnovers. So. Yeah. Uh, I thought they did a fine job. It was a great win. All right, so let's set the table and let's kind of talk on that front because you and I were sitting there, we're talking about our XL primetime. Definitely wanted to get into it with our with our pod. And I said to you that this is the first time that we've seen a a what we thought would be a dynamic football team offensively come together. The defense actually has shown up more often than the offense has through the first five football games. But they came out, Coach, I thought they came out with energy. They had a game plan. I mean, everything just clicked. And I'm like, where has this been? It was nice to see. Well, and and that's, you know, I I think it's actually even bigger than that from Mm -hmm. the standpoint that I thought they played complementary football Uh all three phases. And and I think that's a a real important thing. But when you look at the offense, uh, they don't have the two fumbles and it's a 30-point game, mm-hmm. and that's what we're expecting from this football team. Exactly. That's what everybody's looking at. Yeah, uh, I think they got the Ridley situation figured out. I mm-hmm. think Ridley uh, is is a, a, a guy that you want to go vertical with and run outs mm-hmm. because he can come off the ball full speed and stop on a dime, and that's the best thing Trevor throws, and that opens everybody else up. You know, I, I felt like... When you're looking at this game, and, and I was probably just like everybody else, I go into this game, I'm like, okay, there are a couple of things that I can see as positives. Buffalo just beat up on their rival, Miami. They beat a team that had just hung 70 on somebody else. And so they probably were feeling pretty dang good about themselves. They said, hey, now we're ready to be at the top of the AFC. We're going to go over to London. We're going to beat up on this team that, that we think we can beat up on. Well, guess what? They hadn't been to London since 2015, Coach. That entire staff had, had not traveled over there. That team had not traveled over there. Jacksonville, even though they had to switch hotels and all that kind of stuff, they were there, acclimated to the time zone, all that type of stuff. I thought it was a huge advantage for, for Jacksonville. Well, I, yeah, I think it was an advantage. We yeah. said we thought that that mm-hmm. w- would probably be an advantage, but uh, I don't want to diminish what they did in the no, game. No, 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 no. But you it know, helped. because Because <laughs> all I heard after the game – was Buffalo whining about the the time change and the and the field and everything else? They got beat. Yeah, suck and, it, Bill's you know, mafia. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, uh, you know, uh, the drives that our offense put together, mm-hmm. the three and outs that our defense have caused with them. Mm-hmm. That's how the game was won. Yeah. Not not whether or not they were and the drives caused them to be gassed in the fourth quarter, which yeah. really helped in the running game. Let's stay right there because that 93-yard drive with key third down plays, Trevor to Calvin Ridley, it was it was artistic, Coach. And I felt like 
coming out of that Atlanta game, this team was still a little disjointed offensively. And I feel like, and you could kind of go in the order that you think, but I feel like Trevor said, okay, enough of this. We are going to commit to being a more efficient, clean ball club. Calvin Ridley says, I'm going to commit to be a better route runner. I'm going to figure out whatever, whatever I can do to make this team better. And I think Doug Peterson really drilled down on this game plan. I agree with you. I think that this was a very important game mm-hmm. because of the loss to the Texans. Yeah. You know, we had to make up for that loss because there's a lot of people would have said we were going to lose that game. In fact, everybody nationally picked mm-hmm. Buffalo. Yeah. I firmly believe this team, if they don't make a lot of mistakes, and they made some mistakes in this game, mm-hmm. you know, the penalties, couple penalties on 77, mm-hmm. uh, two yeah. fumbles, sacks. You know, he had five sacks in a game. And I mean, Cam Robinson penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got to play better. But yeah. uh, if they play a uh, consistent, uh, complementary game, mm-hmm. they can they can play with anybody, beat anybody in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think that proved it right there. And they didn't play their best game there either. You know, what I love that you said in the very beginning of this season, what you just said right there, they can beat anybody. And then when you said it again today on the show, I said, hey, coach, first time we've been able to feel that correct through the first five weeks. Yeah, that's a no, huge positive. No question. And, I, and you know, again, every game is different. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any difference to me whether we're playing the 0-5 Carolina Panthers or the 5-4-1, mm-hmm. whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, every game is different. And I say this all the time. I probably guys are thinking, my boy, that's all that guy says. But <laughs> you, you have to play that yeah. day. And when there's opportunities, mm-hmm. you have to take advantage of the opportunities because in the course of the game, yeah. they're going to be there. The 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 Darius uh, Williams mm. interception won the football game, in my opinion. That play, him taking that ball away from right. uh, number 14, if 14 catches that ball – it's a different football game. So let's go to that part of it, because if you're thinking about the way this game unfolded, Trevor was definitely aggressive. Calvin was. Travis Etienne, we'll get to him in a minute. But if you go to the those those moments in a ball game, and you go to Darius Williams with a pick six last week, and it wasn't like they were facing a juggernaut offensively in Desmond Ritter and company, but he made a huge play. And then in this one, as you described, he had... In other words, he picks off one ball in one game and turns it into six points. And in this game, he kept that team from scoring six points. Right. Those are massive, sudden change plays. Two two obvious situations mm-hmm. there. In both of them, the quarterback was rushed, mm-hmm. pressed, mm-hmm. pressured. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, he underthrew that ball. Yeah, you know, and and uh, Darius had an interception. Dropped in the uh, the last true, one true. that was underthrown because mm-hmm. of pressure. So everybody's kicking our tail about pass rush, mm-hmm. but th- we're getting a, we're getting some pressure on the quarterback. Right. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I agree because as long as you have pressure, this is what I've always believed, and probably you taught me this is that the better you rush the passer, the better the guys on the back end will look because you don't have to defend as long. And if you force even a great Josh Allen to to hurry a big throw down the right, field, under throw a ball, you're going to create an advantage for yourself. Absolutely, and and to me, I think, you know, obviously we're not affecting the quarterback enough. Mm-hmm. Let me put it that way. Yeah. But we are getting when we've gotten some pressure, it has paid dividends yeah. because we've had turnovers. 
And our defense is a turnover-type team. I think they're tied for fourth in the league in in takeaways. i got to tell you, that's something I did not expect. It's something they're in that 11-takeaway neighborhood somewhere right around there right now, five games into this. When Buffalo headed over to London, they were at the top of the sack charts and the takeaway charts, or either first or second in one of those categories, but at the top in the other. And two weeks ago against Washington, they had five takeaways and 11, nine sacks in yeah, that game. I mean, they absolutely destroyed Sam Howell. Right. Now, right. they hit Trevor. So let's talk to uh, talk about this offensive line. They decide to put Walker a little inside. I was never a fan. You know I was never a right. fan. You and I disagree on this. But at the same time, when he got hurt and Tyler Shatley had to come back in there, they weren't they weren't any better off. So you still think it's a concern. Well, it's a concern. And, and, the, and, and I don't necessarily agree disagree right. that Walker Little is not a guard. Mm-hmm. I believe Walker Little is a starting tackle in the right. National Football right. League. But to get the best guys out there, mm-hmm. in my opinion, they had to make that move mm-hmm. because first of all, you're paying the guy at, at left tackle. Right. You know, a lot of money. And he just came off the four-game suspension. And and to be honest with you, uh, they didn't pay him that money if they didn't think he did a good job last year. Right. So the struggle is at the guard position Mm -hmm. as far as the pressure on the quarterback inside. And I think they made that move out of necessity because of who the guys they had at left guard. Barch was struggling, coming off Mm -hmm. injury. Mm -hmm. Shatley is an adequate. Right. Backup. End of not story. a great backup. Yeah. And he did not play that well when he came in. So I can understand why the move was made. Mm-hmm. Now, whether or not, you know, it's the right move, I don't know. I think when he comes back, I think it's going to depend a lot on how those two guys are playing mm-hmm. between Shatley and, and Cam Robinson. Cam Robinson to make a decision. All right. So let's just update people real quick. Uh, if you haven't heard, the diagnosis coming out of the MRI with Walker Little was that it's an MCL sprain. Now, we don't know to what degree. We don't know how severe it is, but they're marking it at basically a month. It could be as long as a month that he's out. Now, Mia said on our show that she feels like Walker Little is going to try and play next week. Probably not this week, but the following week, which would be massive if he can do that. The Campo and Joe podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Fast and reliable AC service. But this goes back to, you know, the, the fun discussion that we have is that Walker Little, I believe, is built as a tackle, which means he's ready to defend to the left if he's playing left, defend to the right if he's playing right. You go interior and you got guys' bodies, big bodies on you immediately from both sides. Yeah. And he is a taller man. And I yeah, think it puts I was him just going to say you got to you got to bend more yeah. in there. I think it puts him at a disadvantage. And I think if you watch that play that he got hurt on, he got knocked backwards. Mm-hmm. And that's not because he's not strong, that's right. because he was too high. Right. So that is a concern. I mean, there's no doubt about it right. in that situation, but going to Mia's mm-hmm. deal, mm-hmm. if he's talking about playing a week from now, yeah. he's talking about playing guard. He's not playing. He's not talking about playing tackle. You know that that you're not going to. Uh, I'm not I'm You're going to count. Yeah, you're going to count uh, uh, our left tackle. Yeah, being better next mm-hmm. week based on right. 
a second week. He only had two weeks of practice mm-hmm. after the, you know, he couldn't practice the first two weeks of the right. suspension. So you're hoping that that was a little bit of rust that mm-hmm. can be cleaned up because he didn't play that yeah. well. And, and I do think that out of all of this, Doug Peterson, which I do believe had a firm hand on the play calling and game plan, not saying he took over play calling. I'm just saying he had a firm hand in it. He was going to make sure this game was well constructed with, with, with uh, play calls. But you now have seen a football team that at the very least has handled their business a bit better at the line of scrimmage. They're running the football better, which we'll get to. And we have a moving pocket and we have a we have a Trevor Lawrence that's kind of operating uh, on a, I got to get the ball out quickly, but I also got to get, get the ball out to the right guy and accurately. It's all starting to work right now. Absolutely. And I, and I think we've got one tough cookie at quarterback yeah. because he will take a hit. He got uh, rolled on that one coach. Yeah, I mean, and and I'm I'm sure he's hurting a little bit today. Yeah, which it's okay. Mm-hmm. They're off. Yeah. You don't have to. You know, he can watch a little film. Right. But he's a tough guy that makes throw, the throw he made, the best throw of the day, in my opinion, was the throw he made to uh, uh, number seven. Yeah, uh, Zay Jones. Zay in Jones in the end zone. Yeah, it was beautiful. He, there was a guy right in his face, and he knew he was going to get hit. Mm-hmm. And he made the throw. And yeah. to me, uh, you know, everybody was upset with the the game that that we had all those back of the end zone plays where guys didn't get their feet in. Mm-hmm. Those were inches away from great great throws, just yeah. like that one was. Right, guy makes a play. It's you know, it's an inch too high, maybe in another situation. So we're very, very fortunate to have him at quarterback. I yeah. can tell you that. You uh, got a chance to win every game with him at quarterback. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I love it because I look around and I'm not, I'm not throwing darts at other NFL cities, but I'm happy that Duval has a Trevor first off, and that they don't have that worry that that will haunt football teams. Right. You take a look at Jordan Love. Uh, they they say goodbye to Aaron Rodgers, an absolute Hall of Famer. And they said, hey, Jordan, it's yours. And he throws three picks on a Monday night in a big football game. And we can go on and on and on yes. with the other you know, yes. question marks that are out there. But let's do two things here. Trevor showed just an unbelievable acumen, aptitude, accuracy, all those things. I like to call it AAA quarterback play because he did a lot of things well. But they made sure they got the run game going. 180-plus yes. scrimmage yards from Travis Etienne. And – Folks were worried about whether or not he could run the football between the tackles. Yeah. They schemed it up nicely. Right. Well, first of all, he's one of the playmakers on the team, Mm -hmm. along with the Kirks and the Ridleys and the Ingrams and guys like that, Zay Jones, whatever. He's a playmaker. So he's got to get the ball. And you, uh, I'm telling you, you have to be able to run the ball enough in the game and you got to stick with it. Yeah. Unfortunately, our offensive line. Uh, I'd like them all to be Leon Searcy. Mm-hmm. That'd be you know, good. And, and when Leon talks about the game when he played, it mm-hmm. was about uh, run the football, we're going to knock these guys. Right. That's not this offensive line. This offensive line is a finesse offensive line. They're guys that can all pull. They're mm-hmm. all athletes, including mm-hmm. Brandon Scherf. Mm-hmm. He's a better puller than he is taking a guy on one-on-one. He's an old-timer, but mm-hmm. he can run. Right. And and so, you know, to me, uh, you got to stick with the run, and you got to find the run. It's not going to be every time they run the football. There's going to be some times where they lose a yard or two because they're going to have to hit the perimeter a little mm-hmm. bit more with with uh, number 1. Do you like do, do you see them doing more of that or just basically the same 
same kind of recipe that they were working with on Sunday. That's going to be the recipe where they have where you have the problem is third down and one. Okay. You know, what do you do in third down and one? Right. Dumb question, coach. Why can't they run either a trap or a pull, pulling guard play? They can, the and, and it's a little bit different in that situation because all of the linemen in a okay. short yardage period, including the yeah, including the outside guys, yeah. are trying to penetrate. Yeah. And sometimes when you try to penetrate, if you don't get a good hold on them, mm-hmm. they're in the backfield. Yeah. So you you try to run a trap or a pull or mm-hmm. something like that, in the backfield, you got a chance for You're a look loss. Silly. You're going to look so silly. So my point is we're at a little bit of a disadvantage there because of how our offensive line, how, how our offensive line guys mm-hmm. are. I'm going to ask this question on XL Primetime. Don't give anybody this answer, but this will be a bold fact. I just want to stay on Travis Etienne real quick. 184 scrimmage yards. He now has, when you take a look at what he's done at Wembley Stadium a week ago when he had 162 scrimmage yards, and this last week, first player with at least 150 scrimmage yards in multiple international games. That is a bold fact. Do you know who else has those? There's only two other guys that has that type of stuff. One guy had 220 scrimmage yards. The other guy had 194 scrimmage yards. Fred Jackson. Remember him? An old oh, Buffalo oh, Bill. Oh, no, I remember him. Really good player. Yeah. And the other's Cooper Cup. Yeah. So that's where Travis Etienne put himself. He really put together two great weeks of running the football. Well, you know, his strength is two things. He hits the hole so fast mm-hmm. that if there's a crease, he finds it. Sometimes he's running so darn hard that he run an eight-yard run and end up on his face. Right. Because he's low, he's hitting it, and, you know, somebody gets a little piece of him, mm-hmm. he doesn't have, you know, the, yeah. you don't have that balance that right. you do when you're in the open field. Yeah. Second strength of his is when he gets in open space, he can make something happen. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the screens, the, the, the you know, the dump downs, right. those kind of things the run after catches there. So he's got a chance to run the football as a runner Mm -hmm. and also be a receiver and make things happen. All right. Now, your defensive background, you know that everybody is self-scouting after every single game. What do we do well? What do we need to do more of? You know, that type of stuff. I feel like they're just now, here we are week five, just now introducing a little bit of that passing to the running back open space concept. Do you feel that? Yeah, it I feel It seems like that's what they're just now kind of rolling that out. Yeah, I think they they know that uh, get the hands in the hands of the players. Yes, yes. And he's one of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to find a way to to get that done, and I think they're doing a little bit more mm-hmm. yeah, with that. I, I do love it. And, and real quick, another defensive question for you, and I, I got a kick out of this. They block well. Travis Etienne scores from 30-plus yards out. And everyone's second guessing whether or not he should have gotten on the ground and started to yeah. kill the clock. Yeah. Coach, it was two fifty six when he crossed when they finally uh, you know blew the whistle. Give me a break. That is an eternity in, a, in, in an NFL game with a with a, a, a Hall of Fame possibility quarterback yeah. on the other side. And you're going to tell get me the I gotta, points. Yeah, get, get the points. The flipping points. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I don't know how you can even think about that. Uh, uh, you know, now there's situations where that can sure. You know, if there's 30 seconds left to 40 seconds. Exactly. But I went through this. You make it 25-13. It's a two-score game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a touchdown 
two-pointer and a field goal because that that's 11 points. This is 12 points. That is a major, major, major difference. You can't kill the clock with a couple of plays because it's going to get to the two-minute mark. So it's still going to mean a situation where there's two minutes you're going to get to snap it once, and then you're going to have to punt it after that. I mean, give me a break, man. Yeah. That, that was just ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. I love the fact that he scored. Yeah, and I guarantee you, you just saw what a, a big-time quarterback can do when he came right back mm-hmm. oh, uh, yeah. and, and in 40 seconds and yeah. went 70-something yards. Exactly. I mean, you know, that, that's what happens. You know, it's it, 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 this league, you don't leave time on the quarterback for the quarterback when, when he has a chance to win the game. So yeah. go up to where he has to score two touchdowns to win the game. Yeah, it was impressive. All right, now we need to at least take a sneak peek at the Indianapolis Colts because this is a massive ball game. But let's just do one more thing on the defensive side. Maybe some things that you that jump for you because Mike Caldwell's doing a pretty dang good job as well of coordinating this defense. Even though they have missed out on that big time pass pressure, they're affecting the quarterback, like you said earlier. Yeah, and and that, and that's the only thing that you can really point at. You know, I think that they've done a nice job of mixing man and zone, which mm-hmm. is hard to do. Uh, I think they're they're getting enough pressure on the quarterback to give him that secondary who appear to have some ball hawks in it mm-hmm. to go get the football. Right. Uh, I, you know, uh, to me, you know, they were supposed to be the liability, but at this point, um, you know, I'd have to say that they've been a big time factor in, yeah. in all the games, yeah. to be honest with you. So you have to give them credit. I think they're doing some things with uh, bringing, uh, Herndon and, and some yeah. of the secondary guys involved in the pressures. Wanted. You know, so uh, to me, uh, they, they did something this week that they hadn't done. They they played big nickel mm-hmm. where they on first and second down where they had uh, Dewey, Dewey out there. in there at, at the backside nickel mm-hmm. position. Uh, you know, those are things that, that uh, show that they're getting a little bit better and understanding of what's going on. They know the scheme a little bit better. And and I think we're real fortunate to have the linebackers that we've got now because I don't think Mooma's been a a, a deficiency at no. all coming in there. Which is, you know, you got three good linebackers. That's yeah, that's Heck, pretty good. Yeah, to be able to overcome injury, and it is nice to see Antonio Johnson was a guy that we were looking forward to right, seeing. Right, we haven't seen yet because of the hamstring. Right. And how about Angelo Blackson? Yeah, he's been a guy that has been inside. It's been able to come in and immediately help them. It's made a couple of plays for them. Yep. So I like that part of it. Yeah, I think they're able to go to a little bit of a rotation with the inside guys that yeah. help, and especially with uh, Hamilton down. Exactly. You yeah. know, that that's a big deal. And I'm hopeful that Sno- uh, uh, Smoot's going to come back yeah. this week, possibly, mm-hmm. or next week, but mm-hmm. hopefully this week. I think he gives you some flexibility in what you can do yeah. as well. Rotationally, they definitely need those types of guys because a rotation guy, Epinesa, yeah, just whipped Cam Robinson a number of times. He so, had a great game, and yeah. he got gassed at the end, which is good. <laughs> he really did. All right, <laughs> let's use a couple minutes that we have left. It is the Indianapolis Colts. I I would consider this a massive ball game because it's in the division. You take uh, take that further, expand on that because if 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 they can get this one. They really put some pressure on on the Indianapolis Colts for the AFC. Side. Yeah, and I think uh, after watching the guys this, uh, you know, the teams this uh, to this point, mm-hmm. I'd have to say the Colts are the of the team the biggest rival. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as winning the AFC South, this is a huge ball game for me because you know you lost one already mm-hmm. on the road. Right. Uh, 
No, no that was at home. home. You're against Houston. You, you can't lose at home in right. the division. Yeah. And you got to go on the road in that mm-hmm. team. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got to go on the road at least one time with Tennessee. Uh, you've got to win your home games. And to me, if they go one and two in the division right now mm-hmm. and lose another home game, yeah. uh, you might kiss that AFC South right. championship, you know, goodbye. goodbye. Yeah, and, and early. And here's the thing people got to remember. This is, you've beaten them once. You beat them twice. They have to have a full game up on you right. to win the AFC South because you will own the tiebreaker. You don't right. want to get into a split, a one and one You especially don't want to lose the ones at home like you're talking about. Right. And I'm... Look, I may be over the top with this. I felt like they would play very well against Buffalo. Wasn't sure they were going to win that football game. But I feel like they came out of I'll, – I'll do this comparison real quick, Coach. They came out of London last year doubting themselves. The, Trevor Lawrence pronounced that his play was not good enough. He was costing his football team important chances at wins. He admitted it. He changed it. The difference between that team that came back from London and this team that came back from London, I think this team's ready to maybe get up on a roll. Yeah. And 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 I think it also uh, is eating at them that they, in their mind, I guarantee you, you know, every game's different. Mm-hmm. Okay, we talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. But to lose to to Houston at home, that's was eaten. That I think that's still eating at them. I and yeah, I think I that's a plus. And and they know this is a division game. I'm looking for them to get better. Yeah. And and to go on an upward. Tri- uh, mm-hmm. Upward uh, trajectory. trajectory. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I'm not an English major, but <laughs> trajectory. I think they, they need to get on an upward trajectory, and I think they will. And just to kind of go on the heels of what you're saying, that it still ticks them off they lost to Houston. Houston went to Atlanta, and that was a team that Jacksonville had just handled, and Atlanta beat them. Right. And, and, and just imagine, you beat them and Atlanta beats them. You hand them a couple of losses. Totally different deal. Yeah. This is how I had it designed. Yeah. I had it drawn up. They were going to well, run good. through I'm the glad you, I, I'm glad you have it designed. <laughs> All I can tell you is every game is different. Yeah. Doesn't matter who you're playing. You yeah. better play that day. Yeah. And that's, those, that's the key. As you said, those lines of scrimmage are still going to be tough right. on Sunday. Right. I yeah. think they have, a, uh, especially the defensive line. Mm-hmm. I think the front seven, Yeah. you know, I said that I didn't think that Kansas City's defensive mm-hmm. front was as good as Indianapolis's yeah. after the first Ball yeah, game, yeah, uh, and I still believe that that's a strength for them. Now they're secondary, mm-hmm. different story. If we can block them up, yep. run the ball a little bit, mm-hmm. yeah, that their secondary can be hurt. Yeah, and, and we have some guys that can do it. Right, because you saw Trevor going downfield right. with those guys this right. last go around. Right. All right, we had a great time, Campo and Joe. We appreciate everybody hanging out with us, especially on Facebook Live or wherever you find the podcast. Uh, we will do it again next week. And I'm telling you, let's get on a on a on a dub streak, Coach. Yep. Absolutely, and let's get those uh, yeah bobbleheads bobbleheads moving. Get ready for the win. Yes, talk to you next week. This presentation of the Campo and Joe podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air, faster, reliable AC service.